Welcome in to the often imitated, rarely replicated sport ball. <laughs> I'm your boy, Sam. With me, as always, are Seth and Kyle. I don't even care how you are. Let's just get into it. Basketball. It's here. It's right where we want it. The NBA Finals. Some like to call it our national holiday. The three of us. It begins tomorrow. How is everyone feeling? I guess I said I don't care how you are, and then immediately asked. <laughs> what are you excited for the finals? You go first, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, absolutely excited for the finals. It's, you know, it's Jokic, it's Himmy, it's Bam, it's Jamal, it's MPJ. It's some of the longest living Stogie boys, I think, all on all the court against each other. The rest of them are all dead. Essentially, it's, yeah. It's Big Honey versus Big Hemi, right, Seth? <laughs> that is one way to describe the series for sure. Yeah, we got Miami, not. Denver, baby. Yeah, it's not and, Denver, Boston, baby. Boy, let's get to that. <laughs> so, yeah, we're looking at a Miami, Denver files, which we're all excited about. It starts tomorrow. We're recording this on Wednesday. So anything that happens in game one, we are not responsible for. Um, but let's talk about how we got here. The Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics in seven. Seth's precious, precious Boston Celtics, of whom he covets, wilted in game seven. Uh, the Heat blew them out and avoided being the first team to, to in 150 instances, to go uh, up 3-0 and blow the lead. They avoided doing that. Nearly did it, though. Um, say Jason Tatum, your son, Seth, he rolled his ankle on the first play of the game. Never looked the same afterwards. Your other child, Jalen Brown, eight for twenty-three. Looked exactly the same the whole game, in the <laughs> entire series. Seth, disappointing game for your Celtics. How are you feeling? Um, you know, won the office when Dwight doesn't get named manager, and he's like crushing blow. Yes. Devastating moment. Yes. Will I get over it? No. <laughs> but life goes on. Not for me. Uh, yeah, pretty much like that. But um, I mean, definitely everything you said was true um, about how how it went down. Obviously, coming back in the series and forcing a game seven uh, made it exciting. I think certain things were alarming. You know, I think there was some talk with about Jalen Brown that, well, he just had a bad game in game seven happens to everybody. But if you look at the whole series against Miami, Jalen shot 41 42% from the field and 16% from three. 16. Yep. He had 25 turnovers and 24 assists. He had 127 um, points on 124 shots. Yeah. So you, seven of 43 from deep. Do you want to so, just talk about the elephant in the room now, Seth, and the fact that you can offer him a $295 million contract? Sounds like they're going to. annually. 
And do you do you want them to offer him that contract and sign him to that contract? I mean, I think they're in a tough position because if they don't offer it to him, someone else will. They can't and offer him that much, can they? Other no teams? one. They can't. Yeah, other. That's true. I shouldn't say somebody else will offer him that, but someone else. Will but offer they could him sign him and trade him, right? That that still, mm-hmm. and then the other yeah. team just assumes that contract. Okay. Which I think might be the best option at this point. Um, and especially with, from what I understand of the new salary cap rules in the NBA, having both of those two guys signed to those giant contracts is going to hamstring us even more than it would have under the old rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it does feel, you know, I've historically been somebody who wants to keep them together, but at this point, it feels like potentially a horrible mistake to lock ourselves into that contract with somebody who can't dribble <laughs> and, you know, is even on his best days, nobody would say he's a top 10 player in the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm at the point. And I'm trying not to overreact or be a prisoner of the moment with just how disappointing the finals was, Eastern Conference finals. Um, But that being said, these are some of the same things that we've seen in past years, too, with with him in the playoffs. So I would be open to signing and trading him. Wow. I'm surprised. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't just sign and trade him and get a first round pick back just mm-hmm. for kicks. Like it would have to be something worthwhile. And I think if they do sign him, then we'll hope for the best. And I think we'll still have a good team, but I'm a little bit shaken up after watching his performance. When I'm, we need I'm, him most. I'm surprised. I thought you would say you want to keep him through it, through it all. I mean, I, People people say like can Jalen and, and Jason be a a finals winning duo? Can they be the two best players in a finals winning championship team? I mean the answer is obviously yes, right? Yeah. I mean they were up two one last year in the finals, so obviously yeah, they I can think do they definitely it. Can. So I would try to hold on to that if I can, but I do think Kyle, it's tough to build around two wings when neither of them are elite playmakers like a LeBron. You know what I mean? Like. Jalen has always had a one-to-one assisted turnover ratio and Jason shows flashes of elite playmaking, but it can be hard to build around those two positions when they're, they play a similar position, right. And neither of them are averaging, you know, seven, eight assists a game. Certainly. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the one thing I feel like we keep hearing about, right. Is look at what the Celtics have done and, the last few years right and it's like obviously expectations now going into any season going forward especially with these two players together is finals or bust um but they keep getting just there or they're there and they can't hold on to it now granted too right they've i mean what Tatum and Brown are both under 25 or 25 and yeah, under. Yeah, Tatum is 25, Brown is 26. And they've each gone through three different head coaches during their Celtics tenure already. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of turn for them too in their you know young age. Um, obviously, what you you kind of think that players reach their uh, apex or, or they're starting to reach their apex when they're like twenty six or so in the NBA, mm-hmm. you would expect. So yeah, you would think that the best is still yet to come somehow, but it's multiple years now of Jalen Brown, not being able to dribble specifically with his left hand underperforming in the playoffs, especially Um, Tatum being still kind of too much hit or miss in my opinion, to really be that S tier superstar player. It's just not the consistency that we need. And again, most recent game he rolled an ankle immediately and you could tell that you know he was grimacing the rest of the game but Mm -hmm. butler's been dealing with an ankle injury the entire playoffs essentially he he injured his ankle re-aggravated it looked like at some point during that game he winced for the next play and the man's going hard the rest of the game specifically at tatum himself too so yeah you you want that you want that player with that dog in him and I don't know if they've shown it. They haven't shown it yet. Said, let's have the Joey Maz conversation. I think overall we can agree that the Celtics took a little dip on defense and became more reliant on the three-point shot under him. And like you said, Jalen was 16% this series. Tatum was 23%. Al was at 28% after being second in the NBA in, in three-point percentage during the regular season at 45%. So... They could not withstand that sort of slump. They couldn't seem to figure out the zone. Uh, you didn't really see a lot of Tatum flash into the middle. There was a lot of Al in the middle who doesn't really want to shoot. Uh, there are a few things that we could take issue with, um, but I don't know. I think if it were me, and maybe you agree, I would bring them back and just – I think coaches like players can always get better, right, with more time and more reps, get a couple more veteran assistants, and I think it would be fine to bring them back. What, what do you feel? Yeah, Plus, who's I left to hire, probably, right? I mean, a lot of the a lot of play, a lot of those veteran coaches got hired already. Yeah, I would probably bring them back. Hopefully, add somebody on the bench who can help out. Maybe a defensive specialist. Um, it was definitely disappointing the way things worked out, where it felt like he wasn't giving enough attention to the defense, and his offensive strategy was basically just play the analytics of well, we're going to make more threes in them. Yeah. And there was no backup plan. And so if our, we weren't hitting our threes, then we were just dead in the water other than game six. But that was more luck, I think, than strategy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still very confused about game six. After watching it and looking at the box score, I don't doesn't know. make a lot of sense. I don't I guess <laughs> the one thing I didn't look at is kind of the breakdown by quarters, which probably would explain things because it was a double digit point game with like three and a half minutes left. And I was like, possible, yeah, likely, no. Then we got down to three seconds, and I was like, that's it. They did the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. That was a yeah, that was a wild game. Um, yeah, I think in general, just as far as the Celtics offseason, and it was, I don't know if this is like too soft of a take or too boring, but I would sign Jalen. I would bring him back. I would bring Joe back. 
I would hire a few veteran assistants. I would maybe look to rework the fringes of the rotation around, you know, get rid of Grant Williams, get, get maybe a backup point guard instead. Maybe trade so Marcus Smart or Al. Huh? That's what Brogdon's supposed to be. Right, yeah. And Bro- that we should mention Brogdon was injured and couldn't shoot at all. That did, definitely did not help them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Didn't help that the Heat have been without Hero the entire playoffs too. But Exactly, although it doesn't. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Seth, do you have any, anything else in the moratorium of the Celtics before we praise the Miami Heat? Um, just to, on your off-season point, I think that's the most likely scenario to happen. I think there's going to be a lot of hubbub about what do the Celtics do, but I'm guessing they won't do much. Um, my dad told me that Al Horford is retiring. Really? I don't know if Joel just some insider knowledge from or, Joe. Joel, but, did, but wow this, did did Al and Joel discuss that at their weekly brunch get together? Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> um. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Um, and then, I, yeah, I think I think Jalen will probably be re-signed to the max and we'll just swallow that pill and see how it goes. I think it would be kind of interesting if we say, okay, we gave it a run with this group. Could we trade Jalen Brown for one of the top draft picks in this draft? Or, mm-hmm. you know, for Scoot Henderson, like Bill Simmons has been talking about. I don't know. And a few other future picks. And we say, okay, let's kind of target two to three years down the road. Tatum, Scoot, smart, white, core. And hopefully Joe Maz will be more ready to go in two or three years. I just feel like but, we're so we're so ready to change everything. And it's like they made the finals last year. They were in game seven with a chance to make the finals this year. Well, I know the heat. Swept. I know the heat are an eight seed, but like let's not act like the heat didn't also make three out of the last like four Eastern Conference finals. You know, right. it's like you don't win every year. And there's no need to upend your team just because you didn't make the finals one year. I don't know. I mean, I understand like you went down 3-0, like Kyle was saying, but I don't know. But let's talk about the heat. Hold on. Before we do that. Yeah. I I saw today there's a handful uh, of bench coaches, Celtics bench coaches that are leaving uh, to be to go work with Ime over Mm. in Houston. So mm-hmm. that opens a couple <laughs> extra seats for Joe that he, and in the front office that they're going to have to fill. Um, I, I've seen some debate about revisionist history. If you were the Celtics, uh, well, actually, I guess I don't know that necessarily for true. So they didn't have the opportunity, right? But if you could have, would you have taken ba- Brandon Ingram over Jalen Brown? After knowing what they've done so far in their careers, mm. obviously, I don't think we've seen much uh, of Brandon in the playoffs, but he's been good when he's been in the playoffs, though. I'm looking at their comparison stats, and it's so wildly so close to each other in terms of almost everything. They right, have the and- exact same true shooting percentage. They. Yeah. Uh, rebounds almost exactly the same points they differ by like two points per game this is for their entire career so far 
and it's crazy. And I feel like maybe it's just because we've seen Jalen Brown on some of the highest stages and he hasn't performed to our expectations, but I feel like Brandon would perform in those, those situations. Well, the argument would always be historically that Jalen's way better at defense. However, did not play great defense this postseason. Yeah, so maybe so, it's also another, you know, like uh recency bias thing. But I personally would definitely prefer Brandon on offense. Because he can dribble. He can dribble. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Sam, you continuously make fun of Jalen for his lack of ability to dribble. And yet say we should pay him the max contract five years, whatever it is, 200 million. Yeah. He needs to be uh, like an off ball player, essentially, which I don't know if off ball players deserve a max contract. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't think you have a choice. Seth. I'm not saying it's a perfect outcome. Obviously I'd like my $50 million year player to be able to dribble with his left hand, but we can't all have everything in life, you know? Okay. Um, should we talk about the heat? Your precious heat, Kyle. So game seven, Jimmy, 28, seven and six, one MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals. Another possibly MVP would have been Caleb Martin. Was outvoted five to four. Yeah, 26 and 10 in game seven. And he hit really big shots. Every time Boss was making a run, it feel like Caleb just shut the door on him with a turnaround jumper, Kobe-esque, or a pull-up three. Um, he was he on the most game. He was on one the whole whole series. I know he scored the most points ever by an undrafted player in the in the conference finals. 123 points and only 82 shots, which is like three quarters of the shots that Jalen Brown took. Um, and he averaged 19 and six for the whole series. I mean, he was unreal. I think and... he had like six turnovers to Jalen's 25. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he was great. Jimmy was great. All the role players stepped up. And, I mean, just wow. What an unprecedented run. I mean, first eight seed to make the finals since the 1999 Knicks in the shortened season that was only 50 games. I mean, the Knicks were only six games out of the first seed that year. So this is truly an unprecedented run, right, Kyle? Yeah, I I think so. Um, If you're just looking on paper and looking at team stats and win losses and things of that nature from the regular season, yeah, I'd say so. One of the things, and I sent you guys that clip uh, of Jimmy post game after what was it, game six or game seven, um, where it was like, I don't call them role players, I call them teammates. Yeah. It really makes you think because it's like, this is almost essentially the same exact team from last year. And I don't think we were referring to everyone besides Jimmy Butler and Bam as role players last year. Granted, there was Hero involved as well, and we'll get him back yet to come we're going to talk about that i think but um really it's it's crazy you know when you look at it you might just be able to point to the fact that over the last what four or five seasons they have been a consistent top five defense regular season postseason no matter what um and also over the last couple years i think the majority of those years they have been a very good three-point shooting team at the same time. And this year, the regular season was not good for them. But are they now just regressing to their mean in the time mm-hmm. that they needed to the most? That's what it's, I've been thinking yeah. about recently is like, 
they've shown with these same essentially the same team, these same players that they have the shooting prowess and right. the defense, obviously, to put up with these teams. And they had, yeah, a mediocre regular season, but now they're just regressing to who I think we thought they were going into the season and who they should be. Let me just, yeah, let me just run off how who they were in the regular season, how crazy this is. Like I said, only the second eight seed ever to make the finals. They're the first team with a negative point differential to make the finals since the 1959 Minnesota, Minnesota Lakers. So that's how far back we have to go. They were 25th in offense and 27th in threes in the regular season, like you alluded to, Kyle. They couldn't hit the broad side of the barn in the regular season. They lost to the Atlanta Hawks in the play-in, who are not even a good team. They were down to our Chicago Bulls by three in the second playing game with three minutes left, and we're not even good either. The Heat subreddit was literally saying before the Bulls game, Bulls just beat us, just end our season. Like, we're, we're ready for it to be over. I was reading these posts on the subreddit. This had, this had like 600 upvotes. Did you watch that playing game against the Bulls? So the stadium was one-third filled at best. Miami was done with this team. And now they're in the finals, dude. It's insane. It's crazy. Seth, talk me down. What I keep thinking about is that before before the playoffs started, when the seating was still being shook out, Kyle was all warning me that, oh, watch out, the Celtics end up playing the Bulls. We're coming for you. And then I meant to say the winner of that game. (laughs) Somehow the Bulls ended up fucking us. Because if they had beaten the Heat, then we wouldn't have had to lose them in the finals. Eastern time, obviously. You know, probably would have lost the Bucks instead. But still. That's not true. Somehow Chicago is my undoing. You're welcome. You can try to put us in the grave all you want, but we come for you eventually. Um, yeah, this is crazy. Pat Riley has now been in 25% of every finals in the NBA history. So as a player, a coach, or a GM, president, that's pretty good. It's insane. Um, yeah, I mean, I wonder – I this Caleb Martin story is insane too. I mean, he was waived by Charlotte in 2021. Charlotte. After being they, undrafted. They kept his twin and waived him. They kept the wrong Martin. Maybe this is Cody, but we just don't know. (laughs) He's basically out of the league, and he averaged nine points per game. And yet, in the Eastern Conference Finals, he shot 60% from the field and 49% from three. The only reason he's on an active roster, I think, is because, shout out one of the GOATs, rapper J. Cole, called up. Who was it? Uh, Karan from, Butler. Yeah, Karan Butler, right, from the Heat. It was like, he's you available. Give young boy a shot. <laughs> wow. I'd love J. Cole to call an NBA team for what me. Is so he, he, I think he was a, um, uh, a DNP last year in yeah. game seven and then still got a uh, $3 million contract uh, in the offseason. And yeah. here we are now. Incredible I mean, to even, up. I think I heard even against the Bulls, he is like 0 for 3 with zero points or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't score in the in that playing game. Well, I mean, maybe just needed to give him 
extra opportunity with Hero out. I don't know, man. It's crazy. It we is. Talk... Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, Hero is supposed to be back for game three of the finals-ish. Defensively, Which... it's definitely helped to have him out. But there were times offensively when you were like, how are they going to create a shot? Especially in those games that but when Boston was coming back. Um, so I think he'll still be useful when he comes back. But it definitely helped them with that if they can have Duncan Robinson out there now and only have one guy to attack as, as opposed to two with hero, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the one thing that I think about going into this series is really, I mean, with the way Jokic sees the court, I don't really know unless those other players on the nuggets just aren't hitting shots. You could slow them down, kind of, but really, I don't know if there's a way to truly stop them on offense. Yeah, but you'll need offense of your own. Yeah, and it's like that's where Hero, I think, is definitely going to come in. Where we've seen Gabe has been Mm -hmm. a decent and obviously much better, I think, than we all expected. uh, Kind of throw in, stand in point guard, someone that could generate a shot, uh, can finish at the rim, things like that. But I don't think he could shoot, obviously, nearly to the extent that Hero can, especially behind the, the arc, which is going to be huge. Yeah. Series. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, let's talk about the Nuggets on the other side. They've just been waiting around, just been chilling since they swept the Lakers. Jokic might have gone and rode some horses. We can't know. Do we want to say anything about the Lakers? I mean, LeBron did say he might retire. So I guess that's newsworthy, but none of us believe it, right? No, that's false. It's not happening. Okay. It was all a ploy to not talk about the Lakers getting swept 4-0. I feel like they'll they'll re-sign Reeves. They'll get rid of D'Lo. They'll try to keep Rui. Maybe they'll sign Kyrie. That would be interesting. But I think they'll be right back in the mix next year. LeBron and AD. Not the favorites in the West, but in the mix again, I would say. It was at least a – it was a successful season for the Lakers after I came on this podcast and called them the worst team ever assembled in the history of basketball, professional, and non. So you got to hand that to them <laughs> for making the Western Conference Finals after Quite such the a Quite turnaround at the trade deadline. <laughs> I think that really motivated them when they were listening to sportball. So. <laughs> uh, let's have a little celebration of the Nuggets and how they got here. Huh? I mean, this is the first finals in Denver Nuggets history. And – I got to tell you guys, me personally, I desperately just want to see Jokic get his first ring so that everyone, all the casual fans, will finally see what we see, which is that he's the best player in the league. He's the best passer in general since Magic Johnson. You know, he's already probably a top 20 player. If he gets this ring, maybe he, I mean, you know, it's still early in his career, but he might pass Giannis in our minds um, as far as contemporary players. Um, I mean, if he gets the ring, he's got to be, like, at least tied with Dirk all time, right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you know, he's 26, so who's to say? Exactly. But, But, uh, man, can I read you some Jokic playoff stats? I don't know. Do you have them in front of you? Are you literate? (laughs) No to both. The man averages 27, 12, and 7 for his career in the playoffs. The sum of those numbers is 46.5, which is second all-time in playoff history to, you guessed it, Will Chamberlain, who averaged like 27, 27. 
Uh, <laughs> the list, of course, for those like most cumulative stats is an elite list, dude. It's Wilt, Jokic, Bill Russell, MJ, and LeBron. Like, we got to start talking about this guy as an all-time playoff player. He is first all-time in playoff PER at 28.9. You know what that list is? Jokic, number one, number two, MJ, number three, LeBron. I mean, this guy, like, I don't think we're talking enough. Like, I don't think people realize how much of an all-time great he already is, and I just want to see him cemented with a ring. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to see him cemented with a ring. This I'm so torn, this series, dude. So no, torn. I want Jokic. Yeah, but Jimmy's had my off. heart much longer than Jokic has. I just feel like everyone always praises Jimmy anyway. I want Seth, I just want I just want the casual fans in the street to know that Jokic is as good as he is. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna do it. I think we're gonna get our wish, but then again. I've been wrong betting against the Heat before, so can't be too confident. But uh, they're rested. They, you know, just swept LeBron. And like Kyle alluded to, their offense is an absolute juggernaut. So I just don't know that Miami is going to be able to keep up with them. And then unlike the stars of the Celtics, Jokic is on another level where he just doesn't have bad games. Like a bad game for him is 25, 15, and 11. (laughs) (laughs) On only like 45% shooting. Yeah. Kyle, the Nuggets minus 425 favorites. The Heat at plus 320. This is the third biggest favorite in the last 20 years. That's too much value on the Heat, dude. It's absolutely disrespectful. It okay, is. this is the biggest, um, the biggest favorite, third biggest favorite in the last twenty years. The two twenty eighteen Warriors were minus ten seventy five, and the two thousand seven Spurs against LeBron's young Cavs team were minus four fifty. Those are the only two bigger favorites wow. in the last twenty years. So I just think that's outrageous, dude. Out, I mean, didn't the, didn't Vegas learn a lesson when they favored the Celtics by minus four hundred last series? Obviously not. No, you know who did learn a lesson? ESPN Analytics. <laughs> yeah, they. I think they the still now, have a They have an eleven percent chance to win this series, opposed to the three percent they had against Boston. Oh, good. They are learning. <laughs> they actually said after Game Seven was over that the Celtics are still favored to win the series. I think. Um, <laughs> you wanted to talk about how the the Nuggets have gotten here, and we yeah. didn't really talk about how they've gotten here. If you get rid of the names of any of the teams they played, how would you feel if you found out that they beat two play-in teams and a five seed to make it to right. the finals? Yeah. And the Heat, say you take away the names, they beat a one seed, a two seed, and what a well, seed? yeah. I mean, it's an eight seed versus a one seed. Obviously, the one seed had a way easier road to the finals. Like, the Heat had a I'm way harder road. But That's the beauty of being the one they, seed. Yeah. They earned that one seed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've had a way easier road for sure, but they only lost three games. So they did. I'd like well. to know what the, I guess we could probably look it up. The odds to, to play both play in teams yeah. to make the finals. That is interesting. Either well, 
mean, they were guaranteed to play one. So right. it just happens that the other playing seed won their first round. Match. Probably not that high this year, at least. Because... It couldn't have been that high. Yeah, because the other playing team would have had to win two two series. Especially since the Lakers were, were almost like even odds against the Warriors. So at least this specific year, it wouldn't have been that high. Anyway, doesn't matter. Nuggets and sticks. I digress. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm picking the Nuggets in six. I just think it's Jokic's time, like you said, Seth. Um, it's also going to be interesting to see how often the Heat try the zone against the Nuggets because they're the second best team against the zone in the NBA, which makes a lot of sense, right? You have Jokic in the middle instead of Al Horford. So, I mean, you're going to get a lot better shots. <laughs> um, so, but listen, I'm certainly not counting the Heat out. Would I be surprised if they won? No. I mean, I'm not going to be surprised by anything anymore. Um, but I, I favor the Nuggets in this one, Seth. I believe you're saying you do as well. Yeah, for sure. I'll probably pick them in five just to be contrarian slightly. Um, certainly, I think the Heat will get a game or two. I'm sure we'll see some incredible performances from both stars on both teams. But... Yeah, I mean, as much credit as we give the Heat for getting it this far, and it's certainly been a historic run, I think, like, and we gave Jimmy the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, but he wasn't even, like, supernova Jimmy for most of the series. Uh, It was just the Celtics collapsed more than anything, so. Yeah. And I just feel like Denver's not going to collapse. Yeah, they do seem a more together, tougher team than the Celtics do, certainly. But nobody's tougher than the Miami Heat. Kyle, just give it to straight. I know you're torn. Just tell me you're picking the Heat. I'm highly torn. And as <laughs> much as I'd love to see Jokic and the Maple Messiah and the dunk champion for the rest of our lifetimes win their first ring. It's just way too much of a Cinderella story. There's way too much dog in this Heat team. I think I trust Spolstra too much to develop a a game plan to keep the Heat to at least within striking distance down to the final minutes of each game to then where I think those (laughs) teammates and Jimmy just hit just enough shots to pull through a few. I'm going to go. I think I'm rolling with the heat. Jimmy. I can see it in your eyes. Jimmy (laughs) texted or DM'd Coco Goff months before the playoffs and promised her finals tickets because she wasn't going to be in town for any of the other series. They weren't even guaranteed a spot to make the playoffs and he guaranteed her finals tickets. This man's on one right now. <laughs> didn't didn't guarantee our finals win, but we'll see. He wouldn't even touch the Eastern Conference trophy. He said, I'll touch the next one. <laughs> yeah. You got to love that. You said, I'm touching the next one. So I'm, I'm going to do it, dude. I, I'm here's the thing. 
the other reason I'm doing this is I'm in second now because the Heat lost in an outrageous fashion in game six where that win would have put You're me talking about to, our playoff picks pool would have put me the in the first place in this surprised. playoff pool correct yes i was getting there <laughs> and which point i know everyone else essentially is picking denver and i'll just pick the chalk pick and if somehow the miami heat in that situation wins whatever then then it it is what it is what but are now, you talking about right now i'm saying if i pick denver now i know you're picking denver I, can I just said that on the pod so I could no pick the Heat in our picks. What? And then I would, yeah, exactly. I'm playing 40 Jacksonville. chess. <laughs> Jacksonville in four. This is ridiculous. <laughs> There's no way you have the balls to pick the Heat while you're in first. You don't know that. There's literally no way you have the balls. You don't know that. I do know that. I already texted Nick. You probably told him at, at basketball that you're I taking the I won't show the you the text. Map, you can't be sure I, I didn't pick the heat. You told me nuggets in three. I could I will bet you any amount of money right now. <laughs> you're betting me something that I already know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I know you're lying. No. You don't have the balls to pick the heat while you're in first. I'll admit I haven't decided yet, but I everything's on the table. Jesus Christ. Dude. <laughs> you just said you already texted Nick. <laughs> You see how I play games with him like this? You're not playing any games. I'm not flabbergasted at all. He's sweating. I can see beads of sweat dripping down his face. Heat and fire. Anyway, Nuggets and six. Do we have anything else to talk about? I hope not. (laughs) Monty Williams was... (laughs) I don't give a shit that Monty Williams is the Pistons head coach. Uh, Highest paid coach in history. You see that? Really? Yeah. That is kind of interesting, actually. It's a six-year contract. I mean, so. you got to pay someone to go to Detroit, dude. Yeah. It's, like, colder than Chicago. Is it, though? No, not really. In fact, a lot of times, it's more temperate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm pumped for the finals. I hope all our listeners are, too. Let's go Nuggies, baby. <laughs> <laughs>